Welcome back, everyone, for this final segment of Real Presence Live. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer joining you from our Grand Fork studios today. This gives us an opportunity to remind you of our website, realpresenceradio.com, where you can not only post prayer requests, but you can join in with others in uh, the prayer requests that they have asked as part of our community of faith uh, through the airwaves. You can also get information on downloading podcasts of Real Presence Live, as well as updates on our programming schedule. Oftentimes people come across a program and are not certain how frequently it airs, and uh, that's a great way to check on that, as well as to um, uh, you know check on various other various other information that we have for you there. That website is realpresenceradio.com. So if, if they were so fortunate to hear us now and want to hear us again, when, when do we air on Saturdays, Father Gross? It is from noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. Prime slot, right? You're getting out of bed on Saturday right about 11.30, you turn the radio on, you get to listen to us for another two hours. Yeah, you're you know, scrubbing the kitchen floor or whatever you're up to, uh, chores, and yeah, have us uh, turn us on, or, or if you're driving beat truck or whatever the so case you're may be. Think, so by, saying, by making that comment, yes. you're taking a flashback, because when I was a little kid on Saturdays, the after and everything was pre- the house was prepared. You had your Saturday baths, Mom, whether you needed it or not. not of course, Mom scrubbed the floor, and, and it was like we had to sit on the couch and our, our feet. I, later, I realized this is how she controlled us. You know, <laughs> she put us on the couch. We couldn't yeah. touch the floor until it was dry. And miraculously, right. and Lori, the oldest one, she had the ability to say when it was dry, so we'd come down. And oh, it always okay. it always coincided when Mom would come back <laughs> back from whatever she was doing, and suddenly the floor was magically dry, and we could go again. There you go. Oh, yes. Also, I know in in a lot of the small towns in our listening area in the 50s and 60s before anticipated Sunday Masses, Saturday evening was a real time of bustling commerce in a lot of these towns where you'd go to the general store, you would take care of things, you had gotten your your weekly bath, you know, you were all (laughs) spruced up, and and then you'd dance on Saturday evening and drive the town around and come back home again. So, you know, all of those wonderful memories that a lot of people have. So we are going to visit with a couple of dear friends of ours from our uh, general vicinity here who are volunteers helping with a great pro-life cause, the Pregnancy Help Center in Park River. We have on the phone with us Mary Tolke. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Well, I thank you. It's such a privilege and honor to be here, and I would like to shout out to our police uh, services that you were mentioning just before, and the Blue Mass is coming up to them. I think that's very wonderful. Excellent. Thank you very much. And here in studio, we have Debbie Karras. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Well, thank you, Father. It's good to be here. Okay. And part, part of the reason we're, we're, we're doing this is because we, yesterday we started 40 Days for Life, which is um, in the Diocese of Fargo, and I'm not sure who all is participating, and I know there's... Um, different times throughout the year, but I think this is a big segment of the population. Right it now. started in very humble means uh, in the College Station area near Texas A&M University, um, targeting the uh, very facility where Abby Johnson had been a director and uh, has uh, famously left to start up her organization, and then there were none, helping people who are working in the abortion industry transition out of that and to uh, advocate advocate for the gift of 
life and this prayer and fasting campaign in various times of the year some places would do it more so i think in the winter time like in arizona and places like that you know where the weather is a little more temperate but many parts of the united states are launching into it during this time of the fall um, whether it be in person and in front of the uh, abortion mill in downtown fargo or various other areas wherever people happen to be one of the things that i as a catholic priest i absolutely love about this movement is the ecumenical nature of it i i love how the pro-life cause brings all the christians together of various stripes not just christians but in this case i'm thinking of the christians that they bring us together and we're united and we we don't sit there and argue and fight and debate or whatever it immediately when 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 life is on the line when the baby is on the line we're all united we're of one heart one thought one mind and yep. and we can all come together and it you, just, you, I just you stand it. with your rosary and right beside you is uh, your baptist brother or sister with their hymn book you know so that's kind of the way that yeah, that, that oftentimes works so um debbie we have you here in our um our studio with us today uh tell us about um uh, this uh, ministry uh, of the Pregnancy Help Center and the um, involvement that you have had with it. How far back do you go in this? Okay. Well, um, I had retired from teaching uh, nine years ago, and I went to daily mass, and I said, God, what do you want me to do with my time now? And as I That's came out... That's a dangerous of, prayer. Ooh, I found that. <laughs> as I came out of church, Colleen Sampson approached me and said, would you ever be on our board at the Pregnancy Help Center? And, well, it was a very quick answer. And so people say that God doesn't speak to you. He's instantaneous. Yes, yes. <laughs> Through people like Colleen, yes. Uh, bringing them right to your doorstep, basically. That's right. And... Um, I started slowly. I'm a cautious person, and um, now I, I'm there usually one day a week, and ah. as needed. And um, yeah, we we have a, a baby bottle campaign that we raise money, and uh, that takes a lot of background work. We send out two newsletters a year, and that takes some background work. Yeah. Very good. And so, and Mary, as as well, how how did you get involved with the Pregnancy Help Center? Well, I've been at the Pregnancy Health Center for about 23 years now, and um, I first came in by means of the Jericho marches that were happening in North Dakota, uh, marching around the abortion facilities that were present both in uh, Grand Forks, Jamestown, and in Fargo. And so after that, um, meetings were held, what do we do now? Because uh, those uh, abortion facilities closed, however, another one did open in Fargo and remains now. So in 1987, the uh, Pregnancy Hub Center opened, and I was part of that initial training. However, the Lord took me home for 10 years while he taught me how to pray and give me a foundation in resting in him in silent prayer. And then I was called back by Colleen again um, to the center, and I've been here as the um, office manager for about 23 years. And um, I think I heard someone say, it's, um, it's something you want to do until you go to rest until the Lord says, go home and sit in your rocking chair. I don't think that's going to happen. So that's what I do. You know, I think, I so, it, you know, we can't take for granted that we're just pro-life. And that that's kind of a loaded term or statement anyway. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, maybe not defining it too well here, but just leaving it general. But I think it'd be important for our listeners to kind of hear your backstories. And because you can't take for granted that, you know, anybody's in the pro-life cause. Because, uh, again, our earlier segment, our nation is divided. It's divided. You're either supposedly, quote, pro-choice or pro-life or what have you, or you have strong opinions about things. So um, 
I don't, I don't know. How could you, could you share with us what, where does this start for you? How to have you always been on board here? Was there a conversion, or you, you just been this way since since okay. you ahead, remember? Debbie. Well, I have a very supportive husband. <clears throat> Back in '74, when he was in the army, we invited two women into our homes who were in a crisis, and they only stayed with us about two weeks. You know, each, and um, but they could get their situation settled. You know, they could find out where they were going to live and how they're going to do it. So it, it goes way back. But then I remember being in front of the abortion clinic, the not the present one. There was another one in Fargo, and a mother was bringing her teenager in, and she yelled at us, "Where will you be in three years when we need help?" And that always stuck with me. And and. This is one way that I can help three years later for these people. We give out diapers, we give out clothing, we give out bassinets, equipment that's donated. Um, but more than that, we listen to them and we love them when they come in. We make a fuss over their little children, their beautiful children, and um, just affirm that they've made a good, good choice. And of course, if they're at the point where they're trying to make a choice, we listen again and we, we encourage and we, we show them all the thi other uh, ways they can handle this rather than abortion. So it doesn't sound to me like it was ever a personal conflict for you, just mm. personally, just the whole the whole pro-life cause that yeah. it's in your heart it's who mm -hmm. you are and it radiates yeah. from you yeah. mary how about yourself what what is kind of your personal journey have have you always been on board or was it god working on you or how did it come about for you that's a very good question i really would have to ponder on that but i i was um i was raised in catholic schools i was um i went to a convent high school in high school and in a catholic college and then i met my beautiful uh husband fred um, and we've been married 51 years now. Uh, so together we have walked toward, I'd say, being totally pro-life. But it's always been a soft place in my heart for anyone who's been in difficulties or in, in troubles. And I worked in social work through the years. So I've always had that kind of edge on someone who's in difficulty, someone who's in trouble. Um, being a, a listening, as, as Debbie said, listening is, is the most, I think, important um, factor in helping anyone is, is, is listening and then offering the resources that we have and, and moving out from there. So um, I would like to say that we do also have two beautiful sons. Our, our oldest son, brother Joseph Maria, is now uh, with the, friar, uh, the Friars of the Knights of the Holy Eucharist. And Adam, our second son, and his lovely wife, uh, Lara, live in Bismarck, and they both work in the uh, retail at the management level, so they are running very fast all the time. But they keep in contact with us, and that's a very uh, essential. And, and at our age in life, we're very grateful for that. Mary, we have about two minutes before a break. Could you, would you be able to give us just a brief kind of history? How did the Pregnancy Help Center come into existence? How did it come about? Sure. Um, well, it, again, um, it opened after the Jericho March has been. Um, 1990, 1987, I'm sorry, and I came to work here in 1998. So the center opened as um, what Debbie was saying, what do we do now? We need to be there for women who are in a crisis pregnancy, women who are in difficulty, women who think they want an abortion, somewhere to come and talk to about it, somewhere to be able to receive the help they need at least a little bit. And our moms who come here, they're so grateful. They, they even bring things back to us after they've received their help. They will bring things back so it can pass on to others who have needs. 
that's how open and loving these moms are. And so um, the center started out very small, and we're still in the same small place, but but our outreach has, has increased. And not only do we do the in-house work at the center, we also do, as Debbie said, the outreach with 40 Days for Life. And so we have yard signs available for people to have in their yards promoting life in our Tri-County area. We also uh, promote, um, like she said, the baby bottle campaign goes out to our Tri-County area churches, and they all receive information to remember what Roe v. Wade has done into our society with millions of lives being lost. So the center is uh, in-house but also has much outreach. We also are bringing in a speaker to our area school that will reach 1,500 students this October. We always bring in uh, high-caliber students, speakers to speak to our students to encourage um, good lifestyles. Well, we're visiting with Mary Tolke uh, on the phone and Debbie Karras, who is with us in studio, as uh, we're talking about the Ministry of the Pregnancy Help Center in Park River and changing hearts, uh, changing lives one heart at a time. Uh, we'll have more about this conversation after this break. Uh, stay with us. You're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Jacob Boddicker of the Society of Jesus serving in the Diocese of Rapid City. I think my favorite part of being a priest is just the gift of being able to see a person on the level of the soul and that beautiful privilege of people trusting in the priesthood and trusting me and showing me what God has been doing in their heart. That privileged perspective on a soul that really only God has a right to, but Jesus in his goodness has chosen to let me see that work as well and to be a part of it and so to, to labor in the vineyard not only in the world but in the, the hearts and souls of his people uh, I think is the the most beautiful gift of my priesthood so far. This is Agnes Lucy from Harvey North Dakota and I'm almost 90 years old. The advice I would give to others is to have faith in God, trust and believe he will help you and surrender to his will. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Have you forgiven those who have hurt you, especially those who abandoned or left you after taking their own life? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus says that you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive others. It is one of the most important things you can ever do. For if you don't, you are jeopardizing your own salvation. When you refuse to forgive someone, you are not hurting them. You are only hurting yourself. Forgiveness is a critical part of the healing process, which includes forgiving yourself. Also, forgiveness may not be nearly as difficult as you think. So join us and learn how to forgive, and God can fully forgive you through His love and mercy. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 
Welcome back to Real Presence Live on a Thursday as Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross are joining you here from our Grand Forks studios. Um, for those who are just joining us, we're having a discussion with Mary Tolke, who is on the line from the Pregnancy Help Center in Park River, and Debbie Karras, who is in studio, who, according to the most recent uh, New Earth, our diocesan publication here in Fargo, had a big celebration as a family. So tell us a little bit about that, this okay. milestone. Yes, 50 years together. Um, we, we gathered with family. We'd had a big party on our 45th, and uh, <laughs> we, as we collapsed, we said, I think we'll played kind of cool <laughs> on our 50th so we we did gather together in Fargo and you also have a, a little grandbaby uh, close to you guys that you get we, to uh, uh, help spoil rotten well, right? that's right <laughs> Justin Wallace is six months old now and we enjoy him and oh. you know as I came into St. Mary's wonderful memories <clears throat> came in I've celebrated several sacraments here with grandkids yeah absolutely <clears throat> yeah Yep, that's that's that that is uh, all part of the the story and kind of the memories that come back and those those great celebrations, especially I believe Miss Anna's confirmation last spring. That's so, right. Yes, yeah. yes, and indeed. Mr. Ben is seven years old today. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Benny boy! Happy birthday to mm -hmm. him! Very good. All right. Um, so uh, one of the things that I was thinking of, you know, we have this, we we have. Um, great confidence that we are on uh, the Lord's side in, in this fight, and that, uh, as I think St. Paul said in his letter to the Ephesians, is that uh, we, we take up, you know, the weapons in, in, in this fight, and, and um, uh, you know, that being said, though, you know, we're coming up to the sad 49th anniversary, unless something should drastically change, of the um, Supreme Court Roe versus Wade decision. So as you, and I, I like, I'll like to start with you, Debbie, in this, but I'd like to hear from both of you. How do you remain hopeful in the work, in the trenches, and, and what you do uh, after all of these years have elapsed? Mm, well... I try to limit how much news I listen to because the media is, is definitely biased. Uh, I think something like 40 Days for Life brings the pro-life people together and uh, we encourage each other and we take a stand um, publicly. Um, and it's just a reminder that we need to be praying for um, an end to an abortion. You know, sometimes we're accused of not caring about the mothers, and that really is not true. We just have a different approach. Instead of getting rid of this unplanned pregnancy, we come up alongside of the, the families, the mothers, the fathers, the grandparents, and we try to help and, and try to find other, right. other ways mm -hmm. to get through this and uh, have a happy ending. Yeah. And Mary, what do, what thoughts do you have about that question? Do we still have Mary with us? There she is. Can you can you hear me? Yes, go ahead, please. Can you hear me? Okay. We, uh, yeah, it's 15 years since we've uh, been doing 40 Days for Life. And one would think you would get a little tired, but you know what happens? Uh, we begin to see uh, the reality of, of life, lives being saved. In fact, there have been a 111 lives that have been saved since 2007. And so if, if you were saving 111 lives out of a school one day, you would, be, you would be a hero. But that's not the case with us, but we know it. And so we're excited, and that keeps us going. Every life saved is a new reason to keep going. Every time we speak with someone who is abortion-minded 
and decides not to, to destroy their child, we are encouraged to keep going. Every time yeah. we pray with someone, we are encouraged to keep going. That's how we keep going. And the and grace Mary, of God, always the grace of God. Mary, I was just going to ask you to expand on some of the statistics that we were talking about briefly off air in terms of the the gains that uh, the pro-life community has made, both locally and nationwide. You talked about the 111 lives saved. Are there some other statistics that you have handy there? I do. Um, internationally, 40 Days for Life has saved 19,198 lives and since 2007. And the, the marvelous, wonderful thing also is that 112 abortion centers have closed after 40 Days for Life has been um, held in front of their facilities. That's our prayer for Fargo, North Dakota. Hey, we've got one abortion facility remaining in North Dakota. There's no reason we cannot be an abortion-free state. And so that is our prayer, and that is why people continue to pray at that site. I want you to know there is a lady that comes there every week since 2007 um, from Valley City. Her husband, Bill, just died, and his funeral is this Saturday in Valley City at the Catholic Church there. But every single week, and that lady has saved so many lives by her prayerful, peaceful presence and reaching the women coming up on that sidewalk. It's amazing. And so many who are out there every week, we just need to give them accolades because they're so faithful. These are some of the things that keep us going. We also, uh, Father, have yard signs available. Yard signs saves lives. We have yard sign stories. Um, there's also available people that have taken that first abortion pill. There's an abortion reversal pill, abortion pill reversal available at the uh, at the uh, Women's Pregnancy Center in um, Grand Forks. There are so many opportunities for people to change their minds, hearts, and souls. Besides the prayer call that we put out every week, um, 1,500 people, no, about 1,000 people receive that call, and, and they pray while the ones who are on the sidewalk are out there. They have prayer backups from 1,000 people. So it might be good, I think I'm just going to kind of give a little synopsis here for those who, maybe this is the first time they're ever hearing about 40 Days for Life, what it is, but it, it's a campaign for 40 days, it started yesterday, ends November... I think October 31st October 31st year. is the Sunday, so that's 40 day period, uh, people are asked to do uh, prayer, fasting, and I always throw in their alms deeds... And the fourth one is pilgrimage. What we mean by that, some type of prayer. Again, you don't have to stand for 24 straight hours with your arms stretched yeah. out, but even even the simplest little prayer, but committed every day for 40 days for the end to abortion, um, to do some type of fasting, some type of penance. And, and again, you don't need to kneel on broken glass or eat sawdust or something, but some little act that you can do for the end to abortion, specifically in the state of North Dakota, or if you're in a different locale, with the clinic that you're dealing with. And then I always say alms deeds too. Like, again, it doesn't have to be a lot of like the baby bottle campaign, but support your local pregnancy center or or in, invest in a billboard or invest. There's so many ways you can invest and put, help a real mother who is in need. If you know yes. one personally, reach mm -hmm. out, take your time and just visit or hear like Debbie and Mary have been saying, listen, listen. And then the fourth one is pilgrimage. Make a trip to the mortuary if you've never been there. Yeah. 
it's a life-changing experience just to stand there and feel the evil in the presence to stand as people go by some people bless you some people curse you but to just you don't even have to say anything out loud but to just stand there and say publicly i want this to end i'm taking a stand publicly i'm putting my face on this i want it to end you know and that's the 40 days for life in a nutshell amen to that yeah. amen to all that so yeah. thank you very much mary for being with us and and uh, visiting with us today privilege and honor as always love it thank, thank you, you. And uh, Debbie, thank you for uh, visiting with us about your work with Pregnancy Help Center. You're welcome. I just want to, if there's time, I want to mention, if they register, they can go to 40 days, the number, 40daysforlifeND, that'd be for North Dakota.com. And there's a real simple calendar to look at, and it helps us to know that there's someone there every hour, from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yep, and it's important to not only make your voice heard in that figurative way, but to uh, join the effort so that we can count you as part of this effort. So thank you very much for joining us today. Let's turn things over to Eli in Command Central with a preview of tomorrow's show. Hey, thanks, Father. Great show today. Got another good one coming up for you tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Mike Kajowski and Karen Selensky coming to you from the Market Press Coffee Company in Dickinson, North Dakota. They'll visit with Michelle Kramer from the Diocese of New Ulm. She'll talk about a holy field trip. Then Carter Fong will talk about following God's call to serve family and community. Plus, Gerald Venner will give us an update on what's going on at the Light of Christ schools. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to Eli, you. Eli, how come Father Gross and I never get coffee? Great question, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, You'll have to do another show having, like out from they, the, they get out from the out J-Mart. There. I'm sure they've got coffee out there, don't they? Okay, <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to do another program at the J-Mart. We'll get Christmas candy then. There you go. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. I can, <laughs> I, I can hardly wait for that. And I hope that they put their order in that there will be more candy available so that they don't run out so fast well, this year. Well, Father Gross, we got this Nepomuk Gnarly coming in October 2nd. I might wipe it out before you ever get there. You better, you better come <laughs> you, early. Well, you guys better tell, tell the folks at the J-Mart not to put everything out before October 2nd. <laughs> Second, so that you have something left afterwards. Um, just as we're finishing up here, I mentioned um, it's an exciting time of the year because of homecoming. Lots of high schools, lots of universities, colleges have homecoming. So I remember a lot of the events involved with that. The uh, the coronation of the king and queen, the uh, football game, the dance, the uh, parade downtown, and having to march into a steady headwind wearing a sousaphone and trying to play that uh, as part of the marching band. But uh, uh, travel safely. Uh, hope uh, everybody has um, a great time with a lot of these that are, in some cases, really resuming after being very much scaled down last year. So we're looking forward to those as well. So thanks so much for being with us today. May God watch over you and your families. And may the holy angels descend upon us and remain with us today and all days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Again, we ask for the intercession of St. Pius of Petrolcina, uh, St. Padre Pio, pray for us. And uh, until next time, Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross saying so long. Look forward to visiting with you again. Blessings to you and your families. Take care. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. 
Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.